Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors. I'm your host, Dr. Alan, and I am delighted to be with you today as we discover how you can invest in the United States as a foreign investor. Dr. Axel Mayenhofer, as a business owner and researcher, was taught about applying profits from tangible assets. That would be an excellent way to prepare for retirement. And now, as a retired Air Force officer and founder of the Ideal Wealth Grower, he now teaches coaches and mentors on how you too can attain financial independence. So, Axel, start us off with sharing a memorable experience from your formative years that helped you to be who you are today. Yeah, thank you, Alan, and thank you for having me. Formative experience that got me to where I am today is. I would say really becoming aware how important discipline and persistence are and kind of like on balance, because that's really what has helped me to get to where I am today. I mean, in the military, it's kind of like a required skill, but afterwards I wasn't so sure if it was really applicable and I learned that it's really the way to go. And I recommend for everybody to adopt it if it's not already part of your way of life. And how did you become aware that those two elements are important to your success as an entrepreneur? Well, one of the things in the entrepreneur context is that I feel, and when I first kind of my feet wet, so to speak, that there's a lot of, for lack of a better term, hype out there. And I remember, I mean, it's, it dates me a little bit, but you know, there was this big hype, like how can you get basically to a six figure job overnight and not job in the, in the traditional sense, but you know, start a business and make six figures overnight. And I wouldn't say that I fell for that, but I really had the impression this, it's so easy. Everybody can do it overnight was not really true. But I always knew that after my military time, I wanted to actually start a business. And this aspect of discipline and, and persistence really ultimately paid off. I mean, I had the discipline already from the military, but the persistence to, for example, say, okay, if I believe in my business, I should put information, valuable content out for my ideal customers to have access to or be able to consume. And let's say, like I did, I want to write a blog, for example, right? Yes, I admit over the years, the, the platform where I'm doing this has changed, but I have been writing a blog post pretty much every week for I don't even know, know how long, right? And then in the beginning, and I don't know if you ever had to suffer through this, but in the beginning, it was basically writing to crickets, right? <laughs> there was nobody. The same thing happened when we first started with the YouTube channel, right? Like, I have published two YouTube videos every week for probably several years now, right? And in the beginning, again, I mean, I was like, oh, we have 10 views, yes, you know, <laughs> like stuff like that. But over time, what I'm actually finding is now that the business has grown more and more and we have actually mentoring clients and, and people who seek our advice, when I ask them, how did you find me? Because I'm not really out there particularly. I always hated selling and, and, and you know, I love to talk about this stuff. I love to help people and so forth, but not necessarily, hey, you got to buy this or I have a sneaky way to put it in an email at the very bottom and you have to click this link and blah, blah, blah. 
not my thing, right? But so I'm glad to say we obviously have overcome what I would nowadays call critical mass as far as credible information out there that makes people say, well, this sounds interesting enough or read it, heard it, seen it interesting enough to find out more, right? And when I then, when, you know, have a one-on-one conversation with somebody who might potentially become a mentoring client and I ask them, so how did you end up sending the email, signing up for the free strategy call on the website or anything like that? They say, well, we first heard about it or saw one little thing here. And then we got kind of interested and looked a little bit around more. We either put in your name on Google or we put the company name on Google or surfed on social media, whatever it may be. And then we saw all this stuff that is already out there. And it got us more and more comfortable to say, well, maybe we should actually talk about it. This guy seems to know a little bit about what he's talking about, right? And so this kind of building this credibility by making more and more useful information out there. And I really... Take this from this perspective, and I would recommend this for anybody who already is an entrepreneur like you or me or thinking about it is really adopt a mindset of abundance, right? Where you don't think, well, you have the secret sauce and nobody other than the people who pay you are supposed to learn about it, but rather be, you know, okay, most areas, in my experience, like what we're doing with Ideal Wealth Grower and the investing advice in in residential real estate, in and of itself, from the expert perspective and thought leader perspective, it may not necessarily appear to be as complicated anymore when you're dealing with it on a daily basis. But for anybody else out there, it's massively complicated. And so this notion that I always say is imagine this typical picture of the iceberg. And when you know you are basically representing the iceberg or most of the iceberg from a knowledge perspective, what the people out there see is the tip of the iceberg sticking out of the water. And if that's enough for them to say, now I want to get to talk to Ellen or now I want to get to talk to Axel, that's when you can slowly, gently reveal the rest of the iceberg, right? But to think that you even have to push the iceberg down and only that tiny little flag at the top is allowed to be seen by anybody, that's that's not the right mindset, right? And so I think as you're working on getting customers, it's good to be persistent and putting content out there, especially I, I have to say, and I'm pretty sure but or wonder a little bit, any industry, any area that you become an expert in changes anyway over time. Right. If you ask me, what did I do five years ago or 10 years ago, not only from a knowledge perspective, but also what did I have to offer to the people that want my mentoring and what can I offer them now? It is so much more, so much more diverse, even though it's still within the frame that we said at the beginning, but that frame has been pixelated massively, you know, into all kinds of different little puzzle pieces. Well, an excellent example there of persistence and with a reality check on how it is that all of us have to start out. And I like that example of talking to crickets. Yes, we all have to go through that phase. (laughs) Well, tell us about how we can start with our first turnkey property and actually define for us what is a turnkey property. Well, a turnkey property is a property that has basically, and I always say, been found as an ugly duckling in a nice neighborhood, let's say a nice three-bedroom, two-bathroom, single-family home, is the ugly duckling. And it's an ugly duckling because it's been neglected, let's say, for the last five or 10 years, either because the owners maybe managed it themselves and had all kinds of tenants, but deferred maintenance, didn't really care how much it looked from the outside or whether the systems within, like the plumbing, the electric, you know, the light fixtures, whatever you have, and water heater and so forth, have all gotten old, but not necessarily replaced. And 
So there are many, many reasons why something can become an ugly duckling in a good neighborhood, but that's what turnkey providers, companies who call themselves turnkey providers are looking for. So if you have a neighborhood where houses right now would go for anywhere between, let's say, a hundred and two hundred thousand dollars, and there is one of those ugly ducklings, they can oftentimes buy it for like 30, 40, 50,000. So turnkey means now this house that they have bought, they now going to put their own internal renovation team on it to bring it up, not only to code, but to current standards and basically turn it into close to, if not the best house in the neighborhood. And it's the best because it's basically completely renovated, right? All the things that I just earlier mentioned as not being good will all be renewed, right? Like if you have old piping, you get PEX piping. If you have old electrical and old electrical panels, you get new panels. If the roof is old and halfway falling apart, you replace that. If the windows barely work anymore, you replace and so forth, right? So you basically get not really a new house, but all the core systems, kitchens, bathrooms, all the systems are basically renewed. And the turnkey part is, so now that they have done this, they're looking for investors and the good turnkey providers don't really have to look. It's kind of like with you and my business, at least I can say, I'm not running around constantly knocking on people's doors or emails and stuff to say, bye, 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 come to me. They have people that have done business with them. They have a reputation where investors are interested to buy properties from them that they have renovated. And the real core part, there's like where the fork in the road comes. There are turnkey providers who do this part up until here. They find the ugly duckling, they renovate it, make it the best house in the neighborhood, and then sell it to an investor. And that's where it ends. What I recommend is to have one additional step and that is where the same turnkey provider is also going to manage the property for you as the investor and what that does is and why that's so important is there is a psychological dynamic there i think anybody who's listening to us today would say okay imagine somebody asked you or you find something that is worth putting time in right you creating something you're renovating something you're bringing something back to life and then you give it to somebody or sell it to somebody and you would never see it again versus you are now also still the person who is responsible for fixing it. Let's say you, you were good with cars and you fix an old car and you give it, sell it to a friend. It's very different if you know this friend is going to come for the next few years every time there is something with this car and ask me to fix it versus I just sold it at an auction and it's gone. So that's that dynamic that I'm actually advising my clients to always look for. And, and naturally, they don't really have to do much because I refer them to my existing relationships. There is maybe as a little sidetrack, an important thing that for me has always worked is I want to basically be the role model. So anything that we do at Idea Wealth Grower, whether it's single families we invest in, whether it's fourplexes, whether it's short-term rentals, long-term rentals, new build for rent properties. I have done the same investment. I own these investments. I've used the lenders. I've used the insurance companies. I've used all these entities and people for my own business and for my own investing. So I'm typically referring people. That doesn't mean you have to take my advice on that, but it makes the whole search process much shorter. So turnkey means ultimately it was used to be turnkey for you as the investor, but in reality, since you add the property management is really turnkey for the tenant, right? Because property management is finding the tenant that meets all the criteria that you as the investor and owner have set together with the turnkey provider. And that tenant, that first tenant after the renovation is basically getting the key to a more or less a brand new house. 
right? And so it's turnkey for you because you never have to drive out there. You never have to really do any renovation. You don't have to find the tenant, none of that. It's all done for you by the turnkey provider. We'll be right back after a brief announcement. Are you a busy professional, passionate about the work of your calling, yet realize that even though you love what you are doing, you're exchanging your time for money? You know that if you were to lose the ability to exchange time for money, your financial well-being will be in jeopardy. If you can relate, I have great news. Steve Tucker Capital is an investment company designed for professionals to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Remove the anxiety of an uncertain financial future and go to steedtalker.com. Get your free one-page 10-step guide to passive real estate investing. Well, there's another term I'd like you to identify for us, and that is time freedom point. And what do you mean by time freedom point? Yeah, one of the main things that we want to help our clients with is to find a way to go from actively exchanging your time for money, which most people would call a job, to get to a point where you have passive income and you no longer have to exchange your time for money. And so if you take a situation, let's say you came to me, Alan, and you went to say, okay, I don't want to have to exchange time for money anymore, regardless whether this is a job or whether this is your business. I have figured out that I need $5,000 a month to cover my expenses, live my life, have a vacation once or twice a year, whatever other things you might have. So then the time freedom point is, what is a realistic time frame in years to get to that point where your passive income will reach $5,000 a month? And that's then the time freedom point on the calendar. So depending on how much you have to start investing with and how diligent and persistent, uh, there they are again, these two, how diligent and persistent you are in continuously investing, you might reach that point in five years, in seven years, in nine years, in 12 years. That's the longest I've seen, 12 years, right? But then you are at that point and the calculation when you have identified that time freedom point and the associated number in monthly passive income is literally to say, okay, so how many properties do I need and how much positive cash flow does each property have to generate to get to $5,000 per month, right? And initially it looks a little bit scary, right? Because if you were to say, okay, I get $250 out of each property and one $5,000 and I need 20 houses. But the reality is because it's over a certain amount of time, you probably realistically end up more closer to 10 or so, maybe 12, right? Because that would mean over the, the six, eight, nine, 10 years, you would never raise the rent. I mean, we are all pretty nice people, right? But I don't think we're that nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that would be one thing, you know, and if you raise the rent, just to get people an idea, if you look at any investment, if, if whether you have 10 or whether you buy the first one, there is a certain significant component that is almost fixed. You get your mortgage and that is the mortgage payment for the next 30 years. You get your insurance and that is typically not really increasing massively if done right from the get-go. Your property taxes in most locations don't go up crazy. And if they do, just for the sake of people saying, yeah, I've seen that happening, then there is something going on in your community that also significantly increases the value of your property. So there's a proper balance. And then there's rent, right? Because your property management is always a percentage of rent. So that is pretty much close to equal as well. And so your rent adjusts, but these things like mortgage insurance and property tax are relatively fixed. So any increase, $50, $100 in rent, 
after the first two years or after the fourth year, after the sixth year, is almost 100% addition to your cash flow. So you might get that property initially and it gets you two, $300 a month. Two years later, it gets you $400 a month. Another two years later, it gets you $500 a month. And now that we're all hearing every day what inflation is doing, while for a real estate investor, inflation is your friend, right? It is your friend because it raises the value of your property just because it devalues the, uh, the value of money. And when everything gets more expensive, then rents get more expensive too. Absolutely. Good illustrations there. Well, how do you start building a legacy that can serve the next generation? Well, it's twofold, actually, I believe. I used to always say, well, you just go through the process that we just kind of touched on. You know, you basically get help from a mentor who knows how this works. You identify the strategy, like our strategy is out-of-state turnkey real estate investing. There are a million other strategies, but if you like the one that we do, and the reasoning why we do it, by the way, just very quick is, if you look at what would happen if you ever needed to sell one of your property? Well, if it's a single family home or a duplex, you basically can sell it to anybody who is looking for a place, both as an investment, but also for themselves. Almost all the other things, whether you do storage units, apartment complex, commercial real estate, or any of the other real estate things, is basically only available to you when you need to sell for whatever reason to other investors. And that cuts down the number of people that would potentially be available to you massively and is very dependent on the economic environment, but there will always fundamentally be the need for people to live somewhere. So as long as your investments meet that need, you have the biggest market you can have. That's why I always say, you know, that's, I'm not saying it's the one and only way to make it, but it's our way to make it and we have good reason for it. Back to the point, as far as, you know, building the legacy, it's twofold. I used to say it was only go through the process until you reach your time freedom point and that number let's say your five thousand dollars we said earlier per month is actually coming in because that's really the date on the calendar from which on forward you have the freedom to do whatever you want because money is no longer really the issue the other part and this is also kind of like a reminder on at least discipline maybe again discipline and, and persistence is you want to take the time while you're doing all of this to educate and be a role model for those that you're building the legacy for, right? I would always say people don't build a legacy just to satisfy their ego. They build a legacy because they care about their kids and, and the kids' kids or the grandkids and the rest of the family and so forth. If that's true, then you want to take the time while you're doing this legacy building to tell them about it and why you're doing it and what kind of personality traits, so to speak, it takes. Because ultimately what you, I think, want to avoid is that you build basically the equity or the wealth and using the idea of wealth grower, wealth building approach. And the next generation got never any appreciation of what it takes and why you're doing it and what it can do long term. And so as soon as they basically get handed that silver spoon, they just waste it, which then really isn't a legacy. It's just building wealth for one generation. And it's a sad story. If you go into statistics, anybody listening to us can go into Google and say, what is the typical evolution of wealth? Is one generation is building it, the second generation is consuming it, and the third generation has nothing left anymore or is wasting it ultimately. Because at the latest, if your kids don't educate their kids, why it's important to keep these principles and foundational things in place, then they will think, oh, there was always money. There was always exit. I didn't even see them go to work and they always had money. That seems to be the normal life. 
And your effort, Ellen, that you put in to create that wealth is forgotten one or two generations later. So it's important, and in my view now, thinking about it more often and being asked about it more often, it's not just going through the process to achieve that that income, that passive income, which, by the way, if you have $5,000 passive income, you probably also have one or two or $3 million in equity, but in, in asset value, not equity, but asset value, meaning like how much are your properties worth? But if you don't spend the other half of that coin to say, how do I educate and get my principles to become part of the legacy, they might actually disappear in one or two generations. Very good advice there. Well, Axel, how can we get in touch with you? And what is it that you have to share? Well, the first thing to get in touch, the easiest is just go to ideawealthgrower.com to our website. And most of the time before the page is fully loaded, the thing pops up already and say, schedule a strategy call and that is free and we can talk to each other get to know each other and see if that of what i'm actually suggesting works for you if you're willing to first do a little bit of homework before you do the call scheduling you can click around and you see tons and tons of podcasts recordings blog articles i have an ebook there i have the mindset menu there that is free to download but what we're basically to answer the question what are we offering is I want to help you to learn the basics that you should know to have a good understanding and a good appreciation of the risks and benefits of investing into real estate, how it can get you to your time freedom point and identifying what your time freedom point is and then take advantage basically of my existing network that I have built over the last 10 years to get access to already proven providers for the different kinds of investments that we are offering. So I'm basically helping you to understand and learn and become knowledgeable as well as making my network available to you. Those are the two things that people would get when they work with us. Well, fantastic. Well, I just have one more question, Axel, before we close out here. And that is share with us one of your most difficult setbacks in life. And how did you come through that time? And what did you learn from that? One of the biggest setbacks was at just around the end of my military career when I knew that I would be retiring. That was around the year 2000, 2001. Official retirement was in 2002. But I mean, you kind of get aware that you're in the last two years. And during those last two years, I had kind of drank the Kool-Aid of the dot-com and the new technology and the world will be different in the next millennium and, and all that kind of stuff. So I started investing pretty much everything that I had into the stock market, but I made a big mistake. And that's why, to some extent, I'm doing what I'm doing now is I never found a mentor who helped me to really understand what are the ins and outs? What are the risks? What are the potential benefits? How can I identify all of those things? So I just basically thought, well, if everybody says investing in stocks is the right thing to do and just pointing to the fact of how crazy they have been rising, I basically just put my money in there. And then when the bubble burst and the dot-com market crashed, it crashed so fast that I lost $75,000 of pretty hard-earned, scraped-away money. And I would say it's 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 basically an expensive lesson because I didn't do the due diligence and I was just constantly bragging on how much money it had supposedly made, just not really realizing that it was only on paper and just as it had accumulated proof, like literally somebody put a pin in a balloon, it was gone again, right? But that was a very important lesson for me to say anything that I do after that, and this is now, if you think about it, almost 20 years ago, I will know my stuff before I put any money into anything. And now I'm actually at the point where I would 
without bragging, say, I know what I'm doing in the real estate place to the extent that I can help other people avoid mistakes that I made. Well, wonderful. Well, Axel, it has been a delight having you back with us again. And thank you for sharing your wisdom and knowledge and appreciate you being on today. Yeah, thank you, ILM, for having me. And it's always great to come on your show. And I hope we can do it again sometime in the future. We certainly will. You take care, Axel. You too. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Steve Talker Capital, a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steve Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steve Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at Steve talking.com.